Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, And I'm here today to discuss something that has really been hitting me of late. And that is the notion of discernment as it relates to people who are singing an authentic song, a resonant song. Someone I would like to call a true person. What do I mean by that? We are very clearly in a time where a lot of people are asserting themselves as authorities in a variety of fields. And there's a very clear difference between someone who's singing their song because they want you to see them singing beautifully and someone who is singing their song because they want to raise the collective, because they want to... Um, be a stand for the moreness that wants to emerge between us. And in this age of branding and imagery and all these different things, especially in the spiritual community, there are people who call themselves certain things, that wear the clothes that would denote that they are certain things. But you have to be very careful because there is a very strong difference between what someone says they are and who they actually are. And their beingness is the medicine. And in my experience, those who have the strongest signal, if you will, in this noisy world are those who generally lead with humility and service. And so as you think about who you want to align yourself with, who are the allies that you will take in in this sacred journey we call life, it's really, really, really important to think about whose song is most resonant and why is that song resonant with you. I went to a memorial for a dear friend, Stephen. We called him Muzzy. And he was a beautiful soul. He, he lived out loud. And he, he was a good-looking guy, fit guy. But his... And, and you could easily think that when you first met him, uh, he was larger than life. You know, is this ego? Is this... What, you know, it, it definitely evoked for me a question. But slowly in witnessing his actions and witnessing how he showed up consistently in the stand, in the things that he would do behind the scenes when no one was watching, I realized that he was a stand for the moreness that wants to emerge in us all. And that was reflected today at his memorial. And I think there's something really beautiful. You know, the Stoics say memento mori, live with death on your doorstep. Use death as an impetus for living. And what I would say is, think about your death and the eulogies that will be read in your memorial. How do you want to be remembered? How do you want to have made people feel? I think this is one of the real north stars that we can use to navigate on our path, right? We, we often think intellectually, just using our, our, our mental intelligence without truly tapping into our heart and our gut and the aligned in- 
intelligence that exists when those three are operating in coherence. And when those operate in coherence, there's a profound faculty that is unleashed. And that is what Stephen Pressfield was, what Elizabeth Gilbert term the muse. When we are in that, when we are in that coherence, we are a vessel for the muse to move through us. Just before the memorial, I went to an acupuncturist and I loved what she said. She said, I am not the healer. You are the healer. If I'm doing my job right, I'm simply providing you with the tools for you to heal yourself. And this, my friends, is a very, very key distinction. Anyone who needs to represent themselves as a guru, as a shaman, as a master coach, why is it that they need to hang their hat on a title? Of the most profound healers I've ever worked with don't need to call themselves anything. I'll share the story of a beautiful Diné or Navajo man that I work with by the name of Jerry. And Jerry was one of the most powerful healers I've ever met. But you wouldn't know it by looking at him. He wore a trucker's hat, kind of like the one I'm wearing, and a t-shirt. He was a big man. And when I think about Jerry, I think about Aretha Franklin. Imagine you're riding with Aretha Franklin on the bus. And you'd never heard her music. Now, you might not have that much of a notion. You wouldn't necessarily know who she is, what her unique song is and can be. But if instead of riding with Aretha on the bus, you saw her at the Apollo, you would see a woman in her song, in her medicine, in her music. Does Aretha Franklin need to represent herself as a master singer? Does she need to go about... Uh, representing herself in a certain form or fashion. No, it's her beingness that we are all in recognition of. It's the song that she sings and the way it evokes a sense of possibility in us. And Jerry was like this. Jerry was, um, in my view, a roadman Aretha Franklin. What do I mean by that? I mean that when Jerry held a rattle and sang his song in ceremony. It was like he had a key to unlock aspects of yourself that you didn't even know existed. And that brings us to the full circle where we started, which is there's a key difference between those who sing because they want you to see them singing. And see them singing beautifully. Because it's the about them song. That's a very different song from the song sung by what I call the true people. The people, I've had the good fortune of sitting, for example, with the indigenous. And and, and the medicine songs that they sing in ceremony are not a song that's about the singer. They are a song to carry the collective. They are a song to, you know, Ramdas has this beautiful quote, we're all just walking each other home. That's the song you're looking for. It's the song that calls you home, the song that calls you to that safe place or, or maybe to the distant shores that you've always aspired to get to. 
It's the tool that you and only you know how to use to unlock that sense of what is possible within yourself so that you can unleash your own unique song. That's the journey, my friends. And that's, in my belief, what we're looking for. That key distinction in feeling. And we all know it. We all know when someone's singing because they want to be seen versus someone who's singing a song that raises us all in our sense of what's possible. You know, I think in a, in, a, in a pop example, I think about Freddie Mercury. If you haven't seen Freddie Mercury at Live Aid, Google it. Because his presence, his way of, way of being, now it, it doesn't mean that it's entirely devoid of ego. But the way that he goes about singing that song, the stand that he is for that song, is so uniquely him. Yet such an offering and such a contribution to the collective. He evokes the collective. He evokes them to sing along with him and the song becomes theirs. It becomes of them. It is a song sung and held by the collective. And that, my friends, is the magic and the medicine that truly heals. That is the true song. The song that is transcendent, that exists beyond what we previously knew as possible. And all of us have access to that song. And all of us know intuitively when that's an authentic song. The challenge is we get into our intellect or we get into, we can be charmed, right? Like a snake charmer can charm a snake, right? There are people who have charms that can hypnotize us. I was closing out the evening with a woman who I I just sense is a true person. She's actually an intuitive. And I have a deep intuition. But I haven't worked with that many intuitives because I feel like it's very hard to qualify. How do you know that someone's uh, qualified to really be of service? And I had seen her on my birthday. And she had pulled me aside, and without, there's no charge, nothing. She said a few things as a gift to me. And that's what a true song is. It's often a gift. And it landed with me in a way that has been a seed that has been sown in my garden, that has been growing since that day. And I had a dream. She came to me in my subconscious this week, and I I felt, and I actually, and this is what we need to do. When we have these moments where we we feel intuitively this ping, we need to reach out right then. Because if you don't, it often goes by the wayside. And I did. And I had resistance, but I did it anyway. And, she, and I called her today, and we had one of the most profound conversations. She's like, what can I do for you? And a story for another day, but I've been going through some really deep work. Um, some really deep work. And I said, I don't exactly know. But I feel like, I don't know if you scuba dive, I feel like, I'm diving and I'm like in a cenote and cenotes for those who don't know are like caves that, that have, you know, those stalactites and stalagmites. And if you go deep enough and I've gone like 90 feet, hundred feet, they get super dark, like pitch black dark. And I was like, I feel like I'm, I've been merging, submerging in my somatic work into the darkness. And I'm pretty sure I know how to get back to the opening, but like, I've now gone through a few corners and like actually in life, I almost was drowned in a cave. It was one of my most profound awakenings in terms of a near-death experience. And 
I felt like, okay, I've gone far enough to where I'm not sure I know how to get back. And I feel like, I don't know for sure, but I feel like you're like the dive master. You're like my buddy who like knocks on my tank and is like, you're running out of oxygen. It's time to head back, you know? And these people, these allies, these true people are essential, right? They're your like SEAL team six in life, right? Like the people that have like the capacity of 10 or 20 people as allies, but like embodied in one particular characteristic. And they hold a medicine, they hold a song that is unique to your unraveling, that is unique to your unveiling. And we we know that in my experience based on intuition and based on just kind of the, the way that someone evokes in us through their way of being, right? The song isn't actually always a literal song, right? Sometimes that song is someone's presence, someone's way of being. And so what I want to encourage is that you guys really get attuned to the difference between signal and noise. Who are the noisy ones that are charming you with Perhaps even a seductive song, right? I don't know if you've read The Odyssey, but the sirens have a beautiful song. It's not, a, it's not an ugly song. It's a beautiful song. And they're beautiful. And they evoke this sense of possibility. And they, and they lure sailors to their death uh, by their seductive song. The seductive song calls these sailors to their rocky shore. And they're, and they're trapped. And, they, and their ships break on these, on these sharp rocks. And in life, we will all have the equivalent of these sirens. And so it's important to distinguish between a song that sounds beautiful but is a seductive charm, dark energy leading us to our demise in that cave we call life. And then there are the, there are the songs that, that lift us, that carry us back home, that, 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 that show us the way back. The way, the way up, the way home. And those people, those people that are committed to the lifting of us in our sense of possibility, those people that offer us tools. You know, another, another metaphor would be Star Wars, right? Like only when Luke was ready did Yoda and Princess Leia and Han Solo, did the allies emerge. And that goes into this archetype of the hero's journey, right? And we're all on our hero's journey. And when we commit to the path, those allies will rise up to walk us home, to support us, to, to be that shining light, that, that song that, that takes us where we need to be. In, in essence, that song that unlocks, just like Jerry did with his rattle, the force within us. And so, my friends, I encourage you, to really attune yourself to the difference between someone who is singing their song to charm you and someone who's singing a song to lift us. And also to develop your own unique song such that it helps to carry the collective. Because in the end, we are all just walking each other home. And as we evoke each other in our sense of possibility, we come to know our true selves, our true essence. And this is the journey of the true ones. And so I hope in your journey, you are finding the true people and you are finding the resonant song. 
And if I can ever be supportive, know that my heart is rooting for you. With love, my friends.